the last last two weeks, I believe that the Lord has really challenged this church with two powerful messages on submission to God, to the Word of God, to the man of God. He's really challenged us. And I appreciate some of you being very honest with me. You actually told me that challenged me. It really has. Because that's one of the hardest things to do. It is. But it is one of the most amazing things you'll do in life that will bring you freedom in the spirit. When you, when you will learn to do that, even when it doesn't make sense, those two messages, my goodness. If you were not here, didn't hear them, go back to the podcast, listen to those. Because the Lord really did speak to this church. But today I want to come, and um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, and, you know, that, that was something that uh, I, I felt the Holy Ghost to do. And um, I have not preached for about a month. And I've taught on Wednesday nights, but I haven't preached for about a month. And um, uh, I um, was kind of itching. But, but the Lord needed the Lord needed to speak some things and uh, I felt the Lord tell me that to use the other voices in the church and to bring in Brother Razor and I, let, I told Brother Razor, I said, you speak whatever God's given you and uh, what he spoke was right in alignment with what you've heard from the other ministers in this church uh, so that tells me that God's trying to tell us something, amen so we need to hear, when God's speaking we need to hear what he is saying so Will you preach with me today? If you'll preach with me, I promise I won't be long. I, I won't be long. Whatever long means to you. I'm going to try my best not to be long. Psalms 23, very familiar. Most of us could probably quote most of this. Psalms 23, starting at verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why don't you just say that real quick? Say, I will fear no evil. Not going to be scared of anything that's not worth being scared of. I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff will comfort me, and thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I love that. That line right there, I will pre- that he will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. They get to watch you feast, but they can't touch you. Think about that. That's how good he is. That's how powerful he is. Even in the presence, you might feel their presence, but they can't touch you. He'll prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I want to stop right there. My cup runneth over. For a few minutes, I want to speak to that Those four words, my cup runneth over. Anybody ready to have your cup run over today? Anybody tired of trying to get by with a dry cup? But I'm ready for him to anoint our heads with fresh oil. 
and not just a little drop, but I want him to baptize us in it this morning. I want when you leave this place today, I want you to be walking with your cup running over, just splashing everywhere. Anybody want that this morning? If you want that, I want you to put your Bibles down, put your hands together, and just say, God, fill my cup and let it run over this morning in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. John 6, 1 through 13. I'm going to jump here to this story. It says, and after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and the great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great multitude come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, that, for he himself knew what he would do. I love how, I love how he works. He said, What should we do? Jesus is asking this question, oh my goodness, all these people are coming. What are we going to do when he already knew what he was going to do? There are times that Jesus is going to ask you, what what are you going to do in this situation? Already knowing what he could do, already knowing his plan, but sometimes he's waiting for a little bit of faith to activate his plan for you. we got to have faith. So it says, and, and, and he said to them, prove him, what, what shall we do? And Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. That every one of them may take just a little, just a bite. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad, who listen to faith come in. There is a lad which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. He said, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, and the number about 5,000. Now, just the men. The number doesn't include the women and the children. They said there was probably close to about, they estimate about 20,000 people that were probably there that day. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks... He distributed to the disciples. He gave it to the disciples. He blessed it, put it in the hands of the disciples, and to them that were set down. He said, go and distribute this to those who are sitting down. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit and insert throughout this message today the whole concept of love God, love people. Simply what we see here is what God has given us In our hands, he places it in our hands uh, that we cannot keep it to ourselves. If he would have placed it in the hands of the disciples and they would have went and sat down and they would have just ate it themselves, we would not have seen the miracle take place. And when he gave the fish as much as they would, that's what he said, take, take, and as much as they wanted, just tell them to take it. And he said, take as much as you want, as they, as much as they can consume. He said, I'm going to put this in your hands. Uh, now you are going to go do the miracle. 
So you say, Pastor, you know, what's this Socktober thing? A pair of socks in your hand might just look like a pair of socks in your hand. But I'm telling you right now, if you look at it as, God, I love you enough, and I trust you enough, and I love people enough to go out and love on them, when I place it in their hands, I believe that you can unlock something in the spiritual realm in them, that they're going to become hungry for something that you have. you got to take whatever God places in your hands and use it for his purpose verse 12 and when they were filled he said unto the disciples gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of five barley loaves which remained and above unto them that had eaten so hear me this morning I'm going to tell you something. Listen to the, the last part of this. You say, I'm just going to, this is not my notes. I just feel a touch on this real quick. You say, Pastor, what if we're constantly giving and giving and giving? What are we going to have left? Or we're constantly doing outreach, outreach, outreach. What are we going to have left for ourselves? God didn't forsake the disciples. Do you understand how many baskets were left? Twelve baskets, full were left. He said, if you'll just simply obey what I tell you to do and be a blessing to somebody else, I'll make sure you have enough, and I'll make sure you have enough and running over. You want your cup running over this morning? Go bless somebody else. Hear me this morning. Hell is telling somebody in this place this morning that your cup is running empty. Hell's saying your cup is getting a little low. You're doing too much. You're running too much. You're giving too much. It's running dry. Satan is saying how long can these great miracles keep lasting at life point? How long can you keep seeing promises fulfilled? How long can we keep loving God and loving people here in our city? But hear me this morning. I'm going to plant my feet this morning firmly right here on this on this pulpit, right here on this platform and look him straight in the eyes and send him a message from this church. You can, you may be able to throw some stumbling blocks in our way, but you may be able to build some walls and try to stop us from where God is taking us, but you, old devil, are not in charge of my cup. He's not in charge of your cup this morning. So quit saying, oh, the devil just emptied my cup out. He's draining me. Nope, he has no access to your cup. If your cup's a little dry this morning, a little empty, it's because you've been wasting it on some things. But I'm telling you, God said this morning, I want to fill somebody up. I want to fill somebody up where it's overflowing. Come on, he's not in charge of your cup this morning. You see, I serve a God who's in charge of my cup. And he said, my cup is going to flow over. And Satan can't do anything about it because he's not in charge of the water supply. That's why my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. You see, we need to understand this morning that God is not a stingy God. He's not a minimal God. He's not a grudging God with his gifts or his blessings. I want you to hear this this morning. It pleases God when we position ourselves for a blessing from heaven. He enjoys, it makes him happy to bless his people. He wants to. He wants to bless his people. That's why you don't have to come begging. 
He's waiting for somebody just to position themselves. He's waiting for somebody to just position the cup just right. Position yourself where he can pour it out upon you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your life. He enjoys filling up your cup in the dry seasons of life. When you're in the dry, hot valley of life and you're not sure that you can go another day. Anybody ever been there? You're not quite sure that you can just go another day. You're just wanting to get by week to week, maybe day to day. Sometimes maybe it's hour to hour. If I can just get through another hour, if I can just make it one more step, it's going to be all right. You see, God, I want you to understand, in that dry desert valley that sometimes you find yourself in, God is not merely a mirage in the desert that you look off in the distance and you try to get to and it seems like it just keeps moving away further and further. But when you get closer to him. He draws closer to you. He is a river that never runs dry and he loves to pour out unto those who love him. The Bible says that he himself is measureless. God is measureless. You can't measure God. So I ask you today, what do you need from God this morning? And I'm sure it looks different all across this place. What you're looking for or what you need in this place. So I ask you, whatever it is that you need today, will you position yourself with your cup? Is it a financial blessing? Then I ask you, do you have the faith and have you been faithful in your giving unto him? Then put out your cup. Is it sickness in your body? Do you have the faith that God can heal your body? Then put out your cup. Have you fallen into sin and you find yourself living a life that you shouldn't be living that doesn't match up with his word then I ask you are you willing to ask for forgiveness this morning through repentance in an altar if so put out your cup is it salvation that you're looking for this morning I ask have you been baptized in the precious name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost if not put out your cup because he said I will pour it out I'll pour out my Appeared upon all flesh. Those who are willing, those who are looking, I will pour it out. He'll pour it out. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. It's enough and more. Micah 7 18 says, Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but you delight to show mercy. He loves to show you mercy. Sometimes you walk through life for years carrying mistakes and and things that you've done, mess ups, and all you got to do is make one trip to an altar and say, God, I need you to remove the junk and fill my cup up with you again. And he's faithful to do it he's faithful to do it not just on Sunday mornings not just on Sunday nights not just on Tuesdays and Wednesdays but tomorrow morning when you wake up or at the end of the day tomorrow if you make a mistake tomorrow you can go to him and say God I messed up Lord I need your grace and your mercy today will you forgive me God and you'll make him happy because you came to him And you didn't run to somebody else. But you came to him. And you allowed him to be God in your life. 
I'll tell you, just an earthly perspective. I really appreciate when people come to me and they say, you're my pastor. Here's what I'm dealing with. I need you to speak it in my life right now. Pastor, how do you feel about this? It's a little different when people come to me and they say, hey, pastor, this is what I'm dealing with and this is what I'm going to do because I talked to so-and-so and this is what they said I need to do. What are you coming to me for? I had somebody tell me, oh, yeah, they said, you know, I appreciate your, I appreciate your voice, but, you know, I've got, a, I've got spiritual guidance that I get. And I said, oh, where do you get the, oh, it's, it's online. It's someone I met online. Do you know who they are? No. No, but they, they, they're full of wisdom. I said, oh, okay. All right. So they're your pastor. It's whoever you submit to. You, you're under their covering now. You stepped out from underneath mine. So you got to be careful because, you see, God wants to show us. It makes him happy when somebody comes to me and says, Pastor, Pastor, I, I haven't talked to anybody else. I need to hear. It, it, it makes me, I'm, okay, all right. I'll take out time to speak to you. And when I can speak something into your life, and I can see something. This just happened a couple weeks ago where I called someone in my office. And I said, listen, let me tell you something. I said, what happened is not of God. I said, do you trust me? Yes, I trust you. I said, what happened, what just happened in your life was not of God. You know what they said? Lay hands on me because I don't want any part of that. I want you to pray over me, Pastor. Let God be God in your life. I want to do a paradigm shift this morning here at LifePoint. I want, I want us to see the results. I want us to see the results of loving God and loving people. When you begin to love God, truly love God and love people, how everything changes. 1 Peter 1, 15-17 says, But as he that is which called unto you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. You see, when you begin to fall in love with the master, when you begin to fall in love with God, you look at this verse and you say, be ye holy, for I am holy. You're going to say, tell me, what does it mean to be holy? Because I want it. What, what, what do I have to give up to be holy because he is holy? What do I have to do to position myself for my cup to be full with whatever he has to give me? When you begin to love God, it changes your perspective. And you begin to align yourself with God. And when you align yourself with God, it's a lot easier to love on the people that are not aligned with anything that you believe in. Because you start seeing people like he sees people. You're striving for holiness and righteousness in your life. You want to be holy like he is holy. We'll never achieve it. We'll never be God. But we're striving for it. Because we want to do whatever it is. I want to be his hands and his feet in this city. I want to be his hands and his feet in this region. I want to reach people, however that is, whatever it is. But I want to do it in his image. And not just to go out and put on a show because, oh, we're handing out socks to homeless. Make sure we get the 
right angle. Nope. It's not about that. It's about I'm trying to be more like him. And if he were here, he would be taking care of you. I am here in his place because we are the body of Christ. And we want to love him. And because we love him, we want to love on you. Yeah. You begin to love on people. Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will it pour? It will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The New Living Translation says, Give and you shall receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So what is your cup full of today? Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's not just talking about money here. Now a lot of times preachers will use that and they'll, they'll say if, you know, if, if you'll send in a special offering today. I don't know why I do that voice every time I go here. But you know what I'm talking about. I will pray over a your money and you'll be blessed. You'll be a millionaire. That's not what it's talking about. It's not just talking about money. God can bless your finances. If you submit your finances to him and you do what his word tells you to do, I promise you God will bless your finances. Anybody testify that in here this morning? You, you, you didn't know how the bills were going to get paid, but somehow they got paid. You paid your tithes. You gave an offering. You give to the church because it says if you love me, you keep my commandment. We keep his commandments, God's going to show up for us. But it's not just talking about money here. It's talking about good things. It's, 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 he's, he's a God who delights in giving grace, mercy, and forgiveness. That If we're not willing to give forgiveness, then we can't expect our cups to be full of forgiveness. If we're not willing to extend love to sinners, then we can't expect God's love to be poured out upon us. If we've got to stop asking for things that we're not willing to give as a church and as individuals, we can't ask for the blessings of God if we're not willing to give the blessings of God. We can't say, God, love us if we're not willing in return to love the sinner. But God, I want you to fill me with your love so in return I can turn around and love somebody else that has yet to know you and yet to feel you, and yet to experience you. I don't know about you, that's the greatest experience of my life. I was seven years old when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I spoke in tongues for the first time, and I went down in that water. I was in a horse trough they baptized me in, and I remember at seven years old coming out, and I just felt different. There's nothing like it. So if I've experienced it because he loved me, I want everybody to have the opportunity. I want to love people to him because he loves me. Amen. Whatever is in your cup is going to come out and it's going to land on those around you. You see, you cannot afford to walk around with empty cups when the world is going up in flames. Jimmy, come here. I'm not going to make you preach. I'm not going to make you speak. I'm not. Unless you want to, here's my notes. You want to finish? You sure? 
It's a nice shirt. I like that. Saying that before I do this. <clears throat> Anybody see where this is going? <laughs> Everybody but Jimmy. <laughs> you see, here's the reality, Jimmy. When you go to school and you walk down the hallway at school, I want you to be so full of the Holy Ghost that when somebody bumps into you, there's something left on them. That, that when, you, when you're out here even, when, when you're, you're in the community and you're around somebody and, they, and they're just kind of hanging out with you, that by the time they leave, they're, they're going to feel a little something. It's all right, Mom. I asked afterwards. I just spoke about forgiveness. Don't forget that. Amen. But the point is, and this is not just for Jimmy. This is for every adult in this place. I'm telling you, there used to be some of you. There used to be some of you used to spend your nights, your Friday nights on bar stools. And when you would go home, hallelujah. <laughs> When you would go home, you had it not just in you, you probably had it on you, and you probably spilled it on those around you. I wish some of us would get drunk in the Holy Ghost. When you walk out into the community, that wherever you're going, it's spilling out. Wherever step you're taking, you're so full, it's coming out upon you and everybody around you. Because somebody needs to experience what you have. You can't change this city with a dry cup. I'm telling you, God wants to fill you up and he wants you to spill it on everybody you can. If you want to do that, stand to your feet, clap your hands and say, God, fill my cup. Use me to love people. Woo. I want to leave a residue. I tell you, I've, I've smelled alcohol, I've smelled beer. It stinks. Man, I remember when I was 15 years old, I worked at Kroger, and all the time, I don't know why, but they would drop beer bottles back in the aisle, and they'd call for me to go clean it up. I couldn't hardly get past the smell. I said, my Lord, how do people drink this? But it would leave, even after I cleaned it up, there was still just an odor that was there for a while. I, I wish that we would get so full of the Holy Ghost that even when we leave a place, that there would be just a, just a, a spirit of God that is left behind, that is thick when people walk through it. They say, what is that? This is real. This is reality. I want you to understand that. You, you say, I can't be that, that spiritual pastor. That's only for ministers. That's, only, that's, for, that's, that's Bishop Stark's level. Yeah. Yes, you can. If you want it bad enough, oh, yes, you can. If you're willing to fast and pray and get in the word of God and be faithful to church, I'm telling you, I promise you right now that you, yes, you, I want you to point to yourself and say, me, he's talking to me. Yes, you can, whether you believe it or not, you can walk down the aisle, Kroger, and somebody come up behind you and say, what is, what is that? I feel something different in this place I've never felt before. There is something about you, I promise you, before you know it, people are going to be asking, what is this that you have? 
What is it that you are possessing? And before you leave, there's going to be a residue that's going to be left on them. They're going to take home with them. Uh-huh. Brother Sam told me that at work, he started sharing with some friends one of the sermons that was preached here. He said before he knew it, he had a group of guys standing in front of him. He said, I felt like I was preaching to him, Pastor. Well, you were. You took the word from out of here and took it to the place where you live and do life and you begin changing people's lives because, listen, remember, he gave them the bread, but he said, don't keep it to yourself. If you want to see a miracle, if you want to see a blessing, if you want to see apostolic moves of God, then you've got to take it and put it in someone else's hands and let the miracle take place. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Let it run over. Let it run over. Hallelujah. I'm skipping pages. I'm trying. Oh, man, we're not that far in. We're good. Hallelujah. Is there any of this left? Anybody else sick and tired of these temperatures going up and down? Uh, Fighting it this morning. Hallelujah, but God's good. You see, I'm, we're not low on mercy. We're not, we're not low on goodness because your cup, your cup, if you hear me this morning, when your cup runs over, your hands get wet, your feet get wet. You see, when, when's the last time? Let's, let's be honest with yourselves. Don't lift your hands. When's the last time you actually thought enough to stop and say, I wonder what condition my cup's in? Life is busy. We live in a busy culture that will get you so distracted. We just did a song about this earlier. We can get so distracted in life sometimes that you're walking around with an empty cup. Give me a second. Now it's empty. You walk around with an empty cup. You see, and here's the thing. You run into somebody, and they desperately need, desperately need to experience God. And there you are. There you are with them. There you are, Brother Alec. Stand real quick. There you are walking on campus, and you run into a student, and they say, you know what? My life is just, my life's a mess, and I don't know what to do. And and there's, I don't know where to turn. And I went and talked to the counselors. I went and talked to this person, that, my friends. And I don't know what to do. And, if you, and you say, well, you know you have the answer, Brother Alec. You know what it is. You know the, you've been there. You, you, you have the Holy Ghost inside of you. But uh, if you fail to check your cup uh, and you say, well, you know what? Uh, I got something for you. I, I've got something for you. I had something for you. It's a little too late at that moment. That's why we have to day in and day out, not just Sundays, not just Tuesdays, not just Wednesdays, but day in and day out, say, God, fill it up again. Fill it up again. 
fill it up again. Fill it up again. Fill it up again, God. Monday, fill it up. Tuesday, fill it up. Wednesday, fill it up. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, fill it up. Why? Because I don't know who I'm going to come across today, and I want to make sure I'm prepared to pour something out upon them because I love you and I love people. People need you. People need this church. They need you today to be full of the Holy Ghost. They need you to consume, to consume God's word. They need you to have it ready and waiting to come out of you. They need to feel something when they're around you. But you have to first be willing and mindful of your cup and willing to fill it up daily. You have to be willing. I know what you're thinking. You pastor, it feels good in here right now. It feels good. I know it feels good in here. It does. God's word's going forth. It feels really good. You're, getting, you're going to get your cup full. You got a little bit put in during worship. And you're dumping it back out and give it to him. But God's word's coming in. And we're going to have an altar call here in a moment. And you're going to have the opportunity to come and say, I want to just fill it up, God. Fill it up. Fill it up. See, understand, what you get here today, you get to take home with you. That's one thing I love about the church. It's, it's almost like an exchange port. That you come up and the things that you've been carrying all week, God says, I am pleased if you give it to me. You'll make me happy if you let me lift that load off of you. And in return, I'll fill your cup back up. I'll fill your cup back up. I'm going to speak to myself here and everybody else. I think sometimes we pay, oh Lord, this is, man, I'm preaching myself. Sometimes we pay more attention our coffee cups and we do our spiritual cups I sat there and watched yesterday morning as the men we consume so much coffee and then I realized the porta potties were like 200 yards away and I thought who would do that coffee and coffee and coffee we would be some of us we wouldn't know what to do. We'd probably curl up in the fetal position and cry if they quit producing coffee. Some of you Mountain Dew. I love you, Brother Tim. But what if, what if we had that approach to our spiritual cup? I have to. I wake up in the morning. God, I cannot start my day. The best part of waking up is not folders in your cup. But the best part of waking up is saying, God, you gave me another day. So fill my cup, God. Because I refuse to go into this city 
with a dry cup with nothing to offer. I refuse to go to work or school with a dry cup with nothing to offer. In a world that is dying, in a world that's in flames right now, God, fill my cup. Fill my cup. Fill my cup up, Lord. I lift it up, God. Fill my cup. I don't want no music today. I'm not even down with my notes, but I'm going to close right here. If this is your heartbeat, that you say, Pastor, I want to love God like I never have before. I want to read His Word because I love Him. I want to come to prayer and I want to pray daily because I love Him. I want to sing praises to Him because I love Him. And I want to love God. And I want Him to fill my cup because I love people. And I cannot, cannot take a chance of not having anything in my cup when I bump into another soul that might be heading to hell. When I sit with my family that doesn't know him or is not living for him or maybe has walked away from him. I cannot afford to sit and talk to them with an empty cup. I can't. God, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. I lift it up to you today. Is there anybody in this place right now is anybody would stand up and just start walking towards the altar and say, Pastor, I want my cup full. God, I want my cup full. Fill my cup. Fill my cup. What is it you want from me, God? God, whatever it is, God, I'll give it, Lord, because I love you. I want to make a difference in my city. I want to make a difference in my family. I want to make a difference, God, in those who have walked away from you, Lord, the prodigals of this church. God, I want my family saved. God, I want my cup to be full today when I go home. God, when I sit down and speak to my children, God, I want what's coming out of me, God, to be you, Lord. I want your cup and your wisdom God I want your love Lord when I talk to my co-workers Lord God I want it to flow out of me God God when I spend time with my classmates at school God I want Lord your presence and your spirit God to be there Lord God because I love you Lord and I love people God and I cannot afford to walk around this world with a dry cup Lord fill my cup up God I lift it up to day Jesus I pray let my cup runneth over let my cup runneth over let my cup runneth over today before I leave this place Lord